Boulevard to here, 115 Ryan Industrial. And this is our first Easter Sunday in the new building. We praise God for all his provisions and all his blessings. In just a few moments, the choir is going to come up and sing for us. And then following that, our senior pastor, Adel Ackle, will bring us a message from the Word. But before we continue, we'll have a few announcements. And then Bill Murray will come up and open in, in a word of prayer. Tomorrow night, there will be no choir practice. The choir has the night off. So we start again on Wednesday at 6 o'clock with some new songs for the 4th of July coming up. So no choir practice tomorrow, but there will be men's prayer meeting and women's Bible study here at the church at 7.30. And as I mentioned on Wednesday, there will be choir at 6 and then the Bible study in Galatians. And then on Thursday, the women's study is at 10 o'clock in the morning and then we have the Friday meetings. Also, a couple other things not to forget. Jeff and Karen Pram's baby shower will be on Monday night, April 12th at 7 o'clock in the fellowship room. And our women's dinner, one week later, on April 19th at 7 in the fellowship room. Please see Sonia for details on that. We're going to have a great women's dinner. And don't feel left out, men, because the men's dinners will be coming up very shortly as well. One other announcement is that we're going to have a move, another move for the church. This time, the Rochelle Elena's family are going to be moving. Rochelle and the two kids and Lillian are going to move to a new home, and that move will be on Saturday, April 17th. Please see Jim Hyde for details on that. Sylvia mentioned a new bundle of joy came into their ha household and family, and Randy and Natalie have written a wonderful thank you note to us, and they say, to our wonderful church family, thank you so much for all your prayers during our pregnancy for a smooth delivery and a healthy baby. The Lord answered them all and blessed our family with the addition of baby Jordan. We were so touched to receive the abundant basket of baby gifts you sent us. Thank you su for so, such a loving, thoughtful, and generous display of love. In addition, thank you for all the meals that were prepared and delivered to us. The warmth, love, and support of our church family continually touches our hearts. We love you all and cannot wait for you to meet Jordan Anthony Ackle. All our love, Randy, Natalie, Haley, and Jordan. One other thank you note we have is from Barbara Nord. Now, we all know Barbara. And Barbara is one tough character. <laughs> The Lord has given her grace. She has great healing powers. Just one week ago, during the fellowship time, Barbara fell face down onto the floor. We all worried for her and prayed for her at that time. They came with 911 and took her away. And I noticed as she was leaving, she was cracking jokes with the people from 911. And I found out later on that they were very blessed by her because she was able to give testimony for the Lord about how we shouldn't be anxious for anything. When things happen, we just trust the Lord. And they were very touched and listened to her, her comments on that. So we continue to pray for her, but she's back just one week later. And she writes, In front of all our divine grace, I fell upon my face. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I couldn't make this up. This is what it says. <laughs> they say, Okay, I fell upon my <laughs> The angels he sent from above lifted me up in all their love, continued recovery with lots of rest, 
and with all your prayers, cards, and calls, I was truly blessed. I'm learning I have to really slow down. Okay, keep it under 100, Barbara. <laughs> and quit being the national clown. But when in trouble, it's God and all of you I know to call. Thank you, brothers and sisters, one and all. Heaven sent you all just in time in Christ's love. Thank you. Love, Barbara. So we love Barbara very much. And you see, she has a sense of humor. <laughs> I did not make it up. Okay. So thank God for that. We love this family of God, don't we? Praise God. At this time now, we're going to ask our choir to come up. And we'll be singing for us. And then Adel will be bringing us the message from the Word. Come up and open in a word of prayer. Sorry. Good morning. Happy Easter. Let's just take a moment and pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we come to you as we always do in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For it's in you, Lord Jesus, that we have life, that we have hope, that we have a future. And we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful for today when we can celebrate your death, burial, and resurrection. I can't help but think of that song we sang this morning, Up From the Grave You Arose with a mighty triumph o'er your foes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the life you've given us. And just be with everyone today. Bless each and every person. Um, give a special blessing to our guests today. And if there's anyone here this morning, Lord Jesus, that hasn't discovered the wonderful eternal life that can be found in you, we pray that you would touch them with your love and your care and your desire to give them everything, including eternal life. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.
In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, we read these words. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain of the women with them came to the tomb, bringing spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle words, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling at what happened.
Can you say hallelujah with me? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let me tell you, choir, you've never sang any better. Do you agree with me? Oh, what a morning. What a morning. Are you willing to stay with me 20 minutes more? So we can rejoice in the... Lord Jesus and his rising from amongst the dead. We are thankful to be celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I know uh, she almost uh, stole uh, all the uh, joy, uh, with more joy, uh, Barbara Nord and... Uh, her coming back today, we thank God for that. And we thank God for each and every one who's here. We thank God for this church that the Lord has raised in this small community. And we are thankful that we have a place to meet and to celebrate our first, first Easter in this building. Happy Easter to you all. Uh, I want to read... Uh, about eight words from the book of Matthew 28, 6. You don't have, you don't need to open your Bibles, just, you know it by heart. He is not here, for he is risen. We can sense today as Americans living in this beautiful land, a spirit of despair in the world around us. It's amongst all cultures, among all age group. And we ask the question, how can we change from having an attitude of despair to an attitude of hope? How can we seize being pessimists, I hate this word, by the way, and become optimists, I love this one. How can we live triumphant lives rather than being driven by the events 
that threaten us, how much hope do you have as you face the future? If we would have hope, and we thank God we have it, as Christians, instead of despair, we must have the risen Christ in control of our lives. We should have the indwelling spirit to encourage and motivate us to live a life of expectancy awaiting his glorious return. Christ, I have news for you, Christ is the only hope, the only joy for the believer in this dark and lost world. And as we celebrate Easter today, we must realize the awesome truth of having the risen Christ as our Savior and his effect on our lives as Christians. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, 14, he said, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain, and then our faith is also vain. But the Lord said that before, said something before, and announced to us all, because I live, you shall live also. Because I live, you shall live also. Rejoice, Christian. You are going to live forever, as long as Jesus Christ lives. Nat Olson illustrates this fact in a short poem as he says, Because Christ lives, I too shall live, O glorious truth divine, to think that resurrection life was his, and sure it shall be mine. Because Christ lives, I too shall live, I leave this lump of clay and lift my wings to higher heights on resurrection day. Because Christ lives, I too shall live. With him I'll ever be, rejoicing that he broke death's claims and set my spirit free. Are you free this morning? I want to talk for a few minutes about the blessings of the resurrection. The first point, we must realize, Christians, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation of Christianity. Do I need to elaborate on more on that? Maybe a little bit, but we should know that. Our foundation is the risen Jesus Christ. He is the basis of forgiveness. No one can tell someone, go home rejoicing because your sins have been forgiven. There is no one person in the history of mankind, past, present, and in the future, that can declare to someone that comes to him, your sins are forgiven. Get up and walk. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no religion in the world today. And I don't have to apologize about that. Because I'm a true Christian. 
I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior. And with all the respect to all denominations in the world today, there is no religion that offers forgiveness except Christianity itself. I listened to one of the analysts on the radio about two months ago or five months ago when Tiger Woods fell into sin and he was before the whole world. He didn't know what to do. That analyst said, Buddhism is not going to offer him forgiveness. Only Christianity offers forgiveness to the whole world and to him. He needs Jesus Christ. And he was called again to give his opinion and maybe they thought that he will mellow it down a little bit. He said forgiveness in Jesus Christ. May God bless you, Brit Hume, and may God, I believe this man is a saved man. And today, no religion can offer forgiveness except Jesus Christ himself. That's what we stand for today. In 1 Corinthians 15, 17, say, if Christ is not risen, your faith is vain. You are still in your sins. Unlike all religions, let me tell you, their leaders and prophets have tombs and their dry bones in there, but not Christianity. Choir, not Christianity. There is no tomb to visit. There is an empty tomb there, not closed. It has no casket there. There are no bones there. People go and sing hallelujah, and people go and marvel at Christianity and what Jesus offered to live by. In one of the villages of northern India, a missionary was preaching in a bazaar. True story. As he closed, a Muslim gentleman came up and said, you must admit we have one thing you have not, and it is better than anything you have. Okay? The missionary smiled and said, I would be pleased to hear what it is. The Muslim said, you know, when we go to Mecca, we at least find a coffin. But when you Christians go to Jerusalem, which is your Mecca, we find nothing but an empty grave. But the missionary just smiled with a big smile and said, that is just the difference. <laughs> Muhammad is dead. Muhammad is in the coffin. I agree. And false system of religion and philosophy are all in their coffins. But Jesus Christ, whose kingdom is to include all nations, all kindreds, all races, all tribes, is not here. He is risen. Amen. And all power in heaven and on earth is given unto him. That is our hope. He is not dead, but alive forever. Amen. To those who put down Christianity, who deny the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I submit to you this on this Easter day, that our living Christ is in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. And soon he is coming back, rejoice Christian, he's coming back and to put his enemies, every one of them under his feet. And then when they see him, every knee should bow of those who are in heaven, 
and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Rejoice. Because he lives, we have life and eternal security. Because he lives, we can say with the apostle, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much, much, and much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. By his life. Because he always lives to make intercession for them who put his, their faith in him. And I ask you this morning, if there are some amongst us who do not know Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, as their Savior, my question to you is this. Do you have this assurance? Do you have this assurance that he rose from the dead and you are going to rise with him one day, whether you die and go through the death process or whether when he comes, are you, are you assured of this fact when he comes, you are going to be with him forever and ever, or you're going to be left here to go through all kinds of disasters. Do you have this assurance? Did you, do you have this coverage? You know, people buy coverage. We go and say, I, I need to buy coverage insurance. And Barbara knows about that. Carl knows about that. Those people know about that. And we buy some insurance. So we cover ourselves from, from disasters. But the greatest disaster is our people who do not have any insurance with regards to eternity. Where are you going to spend eternity if Jesus comes today to take his people? Do you have any coverage? Huh? Do you have any security for yourselves? Ask yourself this question. Think seriously on this Easter day. Let's not forget, your soul cost Jesus Christ his life on the cross of Calvary. Why don't you buy you some insurance for that? I'm not selling insurance, but I'm telling you one thing. Jesus Christ can insure your life here and throughout eternity. Amen. And I'm offering you this free of charge. Do you have the risen Savior in your heart? And that's what it counts. Are you alive in him? Or you're just living as a dead person from day to day? Seek him, the Bible said, and you shall fight him. Because if you seek him with all your heart. And if you seek Jesus, please do not go to his grave. You're not going to find him there. Do not try to follow some rules and regulations. If you seek Jesus, come to the cross of Calvary. Kneel at his feet and ask him to forgive you from your sins. And ask him to come into your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I take you on this Easter day as my personal savior. And then you would have bought yourself the best insurance policy in the world. Someone wrote the following. It is not quite striking that after the disciples were convinced that he had risen 
They never again visited his tomb. We never read in the Bible that they went back to the tomb and visited the tomb at all. Why should they? The writer asks. It was only an incident, a temporary halting place in the experience of our Lord. They did not make pilgrimage to it. They did not esteem it above any other place. They did not bury it beneath tokens of affection. They did not break off pieces of the rock around the tomb and keep them as relics and selling them to people coming to visit the place. They're not sell, selling this uh, in hoping of these are, this will get you into heaven like many people do now. No. After that first Sunday, Sunday evening in fact, the disciples were done with the tomb. And I have news for you. We are done with the tomb. We look at a risen Savior. Our life doesn't come from a dead man in a tomb. Our life comes from the giver of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. And why should they look to the tomb? They had the living Savior with them, and we have the living Savior now in this place. Why don't you grasp this opportunity and take Jesus, the risen Jesus, as your Savior, and leave this place when you leave this place, a new person having life and life eternal. Church, we are done with the tomb, are we? We are done with the tomb. And to us, Christ is all in all. He is alive, and he has the power to give life. Not by food or drink. We don't follow these things. We don't observe moons. We don't worship the moon or the sun or any other creature. And we don't observe days and months at all. No, not by all this. We fear the Lord Jesus Christ. We love the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we have life, we have life because he is the giver of life. We don't get life by pilgrimages, neither to Mecca, nor to Jerusalem, nor to any other place. We are waiting as pilgrims to go to our final abode, heaven and heaven alone. He is the basis of Christianity. He is eternal security for us. And finally, he is our hope in heaven above. And the end of the journey is being with him forever and ever. And the question is today, do you have this hope? As you live, as you go by, is it only Easter for a couple of hours and then we go out to dinner or lunch or have a family gathering and we forget everything about it and then you go back to the normalcy of life? Is, it, is this what it's all about? Or is it that I have now Jesus Christ in my heart? I have a new hope. On the board outside Christ Episcopal Church in New Brighton, Pennsylvania, the announcement read the, the following. Christian funeral directors provide many valuable services, but they can't phone ahead for reservations. 
you must apply in person for eternal life. It's not by hoping. It's not by wishing. You must apply in person for eternal life. And I have news for you. You cannot apply when you're dead. You have to apply when you still have a chance to read, write, and breathe and live. Would you apply today for eternal life? And then I don't care what the, what the funeral services do with my body because I would be there with Jesus Christ forever and ever. Do you have, you have a chance today on Easter Day to apply for eternal life. Make sure of this fact and do not postpone your decision to let the living Savior enter your life and lift you up from this scene of despair, from this scene. It's an ugly scene around us. And how can we escape it? We cannot escape by running here and there and go to the movies and go to drinking and go attending a, a birthday service. Soon it will go away. It's a matter of minutes or hours. But the one that will remain you with you forever, the joy that he gives is a joy forever, is Jesus Christ himself. Do you have that insurance policy? Do you, are you assured about this fact that Jesus Christ is in your life? And do not postpone this decision. This is the time to accept him. The Bible says it is the appropriate time. So make this decision this afternoon on this Eastern day that I want to take the risen Christ as my Savior and live forever with him. Take advantage of this this afternoon let the living christ enter your life and fill you with real peace joy and all good things and it is you know what no one can make this choice for you it is your choice do you have eternal life do you have the risen christ as your personal savior someone said life with christ is an endless hope and without him it is a hopeless end don't let this opportunity pass you by i pray that you experience the joy of a risen savior the living christ in your life don't leave this place without the assurance that you have Jesus Christ as your Savior, the risen Christ. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ, our Savior. We worship a living God. We worship a living Savior. And we have hope, not only in this life, but in the life to come. We have hope that he is going to come and take all the believers to be with him forever and ever. We thank you for this day where all over the world we are observing Resurrection Day. The day our Lord and Savior rose from among the dead.
and he is living forevermore. We pray that each and every person present here that knows you will rejoice and will look forward for his coming again. And those who did not have the privilege to have him as their savior, we pray that they will not leave this place without asking him to come into their hearts. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this place so we can declare the Lord Jesus as a savior of the world. And bless each and every one and bless all the families, Lord, and those who we, we did not see today, we pray that you visit with them and bless them and bring them back to us safely. Dismiss us with your blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If there is someone who would like to discuss this subject with me, your salvation, if you'd like to discuss any, any subject that comes to your mind with regards to Jesus Christ and giving hope and giving life and giving you eternal life, I'll be here waiting if you'd like to delay yourself for five minutes. Otherwise, I wish you a wonderful day and a happy Easter and enjoy your families, enjoy your gatherings, and don't forget whatever we have is a gift from God, our Savior. God bless you. The meeting is over.